Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Drew Hill is the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for the Daily Memphis. He joins us every week here on the show. Tomorrow he'll be uh, on a bird to Salt Lake, uh, which is, I guess, uh, it's a back-to-back here. Uh, He joins us now. Drew, what's up, man? What's up, guys? How are you? I'm well, doing good. Okay. Ready for uh, ready to head out to Salt Lake City tomorrow for this All Star break. Uh, yes, yes, the All Star break. Exactly. How could I forget? It is. It's not a back to back, John. It's the All Star break. Looking forward to I your honest, coverage, Drew. Honestly, couldn't believe that Salt Lake City was uh, w- was getting that, but but uh, yeah, here we are. Uh, before we get into the Grizz here, how are we feeling about this college basketball matchup tonight with Bama and Tennessee? Uh, it's going to be an interesting one. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I'm not surprised that Tennessee is a slight favorite. They are the home team. These, it's just kind of a shame, I think, that these two teams are only going to play one time. I think both teams are really good basketball teams, like Tennessee and Alabama are both really good. I think they both honestly have a single flaw. Like for Tennessee, it's that they can't really seem to score enough um, in a lot of these games, and that's kind of how they've been upset recently. Uh, and then for Alabama, it's like they, they shoot so many threes that if you catch them on a night where they're not making them, anybody can beat them. I think we saw that against Oklahoma. But uh, I think both of these teams are very good, and we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, I suspect that Alabama might be catching Tennessee at a bad time, losing two in a row on the buzzer beaters. But uh, I'm I'm hopeful. Uh, okay, on to uh, on to Grizz. Um, eight and a half point favorites tonight, and we were talking about this a little earlier. And the reason why the number is what it is is because Markinen is questionable, and it seems as though the market expects him to be out. Um, so can you use this if you're the Grizzlies as a, a, a basically a pinata before you get into the All Star break? I mean, is it is it is it that simple? If no Markinen. I mean, you would hope, but you don't. I don't want the Grizzlies having that sort of attitude. I'm sure Taylor Jenkins wouldn't want the Grizzlies with that attitude because, like, I think this game honestly just comes down to how focused they are. Because this is a game you should win. I think even if marketing plays or not, you should win this game. So, are you in All Star mode already, where you're just going to coast through a game like this? Or are you still going to be focused and have the level of intensity that it takes to just take care of business against a team that you should beat? Um, We know that Utah isn't as good as a team like Boston. So maybe you you take a step down in class and and you're feeling good about yourself. 
This is a team that's already beaten you twice this year. Like they can, Utah could totally come out and win this game tonight that the Grizzlies don't look prepared. But in the end, I honestly think that that's what that's what this game comes down to. Is like, are you going to get the best Grizzlies effort? If you do, I think that they should win this game. If if they look like they're already in vacation mode, uh, then this game could be trouble. What's your sense on the timetable for Stephen Adams, Drew? I asked Giannato that. I know you know uh, you talked to him yesterday. I saw the tweet uh, from Taylor Jenkins. Uh, Giannato, just to throw it out there, thought this was a team that is ready for a break and could use one. I'm more interested right now, though, in when you think Stephen Adams might be back. How soon after the All Star break? What kind of indications you got? Oh yeah, they definitely need this break. Um, I I would say. I'm not sure if he's going to play right when he comes back from the all-star break. I wouldn't rule that out. Like I think there, there is a chance that that could happen. Um, what I do know is he's been a participant in the practices more so over the last week. So we've gotten sort of updates here and there as the week has sort weeks have sort of gone by on him. And now he's back in full practice uniform, as opposed to like, you know, the regular t-shirt hanging out on the side, doing his own thing. He was in full practice uniform yesterday um, when we saw him and Taylor said he has been doing more on the court with his, with the team. I think that they think he could get fully healthy. Like, Anyway, anywhere between this in these next two weeks. So if he's fully healthy, like totally ready to come back um, within a, a two week period here, it may not be right after the All Star break, but it should be soon after the All Star break that he should be back on the court. Why is it you think like what is it about Stephen Adams? Where is he most missed? Is it offensively? Is it defensively? And I know he's not, he's obviously not a great scorer, but there's more that goes into playing offense than just scoring where is he most missed he's most missed offensively um i think both have taken a hit since he's been out but the offense has kind of fallen off a cliff (laughs) um so uh, he's missed offensively and the reason i would say that is because like everybody wants to point to the screening and that's great you know and he is a terrific screener and he definitely helps their half court offense I'm not taking anything away from him there. He's also pretty good at passing out of the high post, and he can help create offense that way too. So um, those two things are definitely important. But honestly, what feels like it's hurting the Grizzlies the most right now is, well, one, you know, the defensive rebounding isn't as good. So in turn, that hurts their offense because their best offense is transition. And so if you're not keeping other teams off the glass, you don't have a chance to get out and run, so his loss impacts them there. And also, we have seen that the Grizzlies are not a good three-point shooting team. They just have not been. They've been the second-worst three-point shooting team in the entire NBA over the last month. That's probably the, the number one reason why they have struggled so much. But when you're not making as many threes as the other team, and often the Grizzlies aren't. They were 21st in three-point makes per game last year. They're 21st again this year so far. When you're not making threes, you got to make up for that by getting more possessions. And Steven Adams is just a possessions monster. Like, if you're not going to make the shots at the same rate as the other team, then you need more of them. And the Grizzlies have not had more of them as of late, and, uh, and that really hurts them. So, yes, it's the screening, it's the passing out of the high post. Like, all those things matter. But in the end, this is just a possessions game for the Grizzlies. And, and when you don't have – when you have fewer possessions – because you can't defensive rebound and you have fewer possessions because you're not 
offensively rebounding at the same rate. That's where it hurts them the most. That's the reason why I think the offense has sort of fallen off a cliff the same way. We were, you know, talking this morning, and it's been it's been a lot of talk. I think I think it was Jeffrey Wright that looked it up at Basketball Reference, and according to them, at least seventy five percent chance they give the Grizzlies seventy five percent chance to hold on to the number two seed. Uh, we've been discussing that, kind of throwing it at everybody all day today. What what do you think, Drew, in terms of holding on to two? Uh, how how optimistic are you that the Grizzlies can pull that off? I'm pretty optimistic because I think this. All-star break is definitely going to help them. Um, and once they get fully healthy, they've got a pretty good chance at maintaining that. They've hit a tough part of the schedule. I think even as they come back from the all-star break, the schedule is still going to be somewhat tough. Um, but they're not closing against the most difficult schedule. I feel pretty good that they'll still be the number two seed at the end of the season in the West. Um, I don't think that that's promised, but I think if, if you were to ask me which way am I leaning, I, I definitely lean towards they're just going to maintain that, that number two seed um, and stay right there in the standings. And if you're getting a Golden State in the, you know, if Golden State comes through the play and grabs the seven seed, what's a, what's a first-round series look like, Drew, and, and how disappointed should we be if, if you are falling to Golden State in the first round? Yeah, I I wouldn't want to see Golden State in the first round. Hell no. Hell no. I want to play one of the teams that hasn't been there before. Uh, I'd rather play Minnesota. I'd rather play New Orleans. I'd rather play the Lakers. Um, There's just a lot of teams I'd rather play than Golden State. I, I, I don't want Memphis against a team that can just shoot the lights out and shoot them out of a series. Yeah. And I think Golden State is capable of that. So I think you'd be pretty disappointed uh, as far as what that series would look like. I think it'd look a lot similar um, to what we have seen, what, what we saw last year in the playoffs and, and, and now this year. Except this year, it feels like the Grizzlies have struggled on the wing even more than they did a season ago. And that's even more reason for concern in, in a Golden State series. Um I think Memphis is the better team. There's a reason that Golden State is where they are. Like They haven't been able to stay healthy either. I, I don't know if they have quite the same punch that they had even a season ago. Um, but, no, I, I, don't want, I don't want Memphis playing Golden State in the first round for sure. No, I mean, that would be a, be a very bad thing. I'm not like one of these that's like, yeah, vanquish them. No, can, let somebody else do it. Can you even keep Steven Adams on the floor in that series with them going small, Drew? You get know what I mean? Somebody else to do it. And, and you need no, him to. I think to you impo- can, actually. Can you? I think you could. Slow him down. Yeah, I think you could. I think that's an advantage. I think that's something we learned in the playoff series last year. It was like Steven Adams missed those first two games, and that was a bit of a struggle. And then the Grizzlies were better with Steven Adams in the court, at least in the on the court, at least in the playoff series a season ago. I, th- I think that's actually one of your biggest advantages. It's like now you have somebody that can eat up those rebounds, and you almost have to play them because they they shoot so many threes that they've had so much success at, at offensive rebounding against Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you you need your best rebounder out there. But I, So I, I actually think that he, he'd be a help in that series. Um, but I could see the point of, like, if they go small – Maybe you could play him off the floor. I think it's a little different scenario than it was against Minnesota though, last year. Maybe so. Yeah, uh, we're talking to Drew Hill, covers the Grizzlies for the Daily Memphian. You were up in Boston. You were shipping up to Boston like dropkick Murphys, and uh, and, you, and you you took your girlfriend, huh? 
Yeah, she went up there too. So this is the this is the nice thing uh, about the the traveling, um, which is is enjoyable, but is not always enjoyable. I travel a lot, and so when I get the chance to get the companion pass for Southwest, which is this is a this is a big key. The companion pass is awesome. Then when I go on these road trips, like you know, I'm I'm there for work, so I'm I'm staying there in the hotel and whatever. But she can just fly for free with me. And she can just stay in the hotel with me. So it's nice to have a buddy on the road there occasionally. I mean, the companion the companion passes don't last very long. I think they last like a couple of months. But then whenever I end up doing the road trip, yeah, occasionally she gets to come and she wanted to see Boston. She actually went to the game too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she she was impressed as as was I with the atmosphere at T D Garden. What uh what did we think of Luke Kennard's debut? Are we are we high? Are we low? Are we uh are we are we are we Switzerland here and we're just we we're we're neutral? Like what do we think? Um I just think it's sort of a move on the margins. This is what you wanted, John. Remember? This is this this is what you wanted. <laughs> well, yeah, it was the only move that the Grizzlies could have made. I, I will say this. It sounded like they tried, Drew, to make that all-in move you wanted. I, I oh, they definitely did. I, I, I didn't love what I saw. It's one game. I get it. I didn't love how 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 hunted he was because I don't I don't watch a ton of Clippers. You know what I mean? Like I'm just not sitting there watching Clippers basketball. But my God, they switched off on that dude every time he was on the floor. So it's like, yeah, you need him for shooting, but on the other end, he's just gonna give it right back. You know, he's playing hard, but it's just like he, yeah. it's Here's a, the thing. Here's, here's what I think. I think if you wanted to be pessimistic about this move and be like, eh, they added somebody who's a non-impact defender, who's a good shooter, but isn't really a good creator. Probably a negative defender, Fine. if we're being honest. A negative. Fine. Yeah, sure. Non-impact, whatever, negative. Um, I, I, I think you you have – you can find a reason to be pessimistic. I also think you can do the opposite, right? Like this is a guy who hypothetically, you know, he shoots the ball well from the corners, which is supposed to be a big shot in this offense. That's what the Grizzlies will tell you. He's had good seasons, albeit his best season was limited. He, he played not that many games. I think he played 28 games in his best season in Detroit before they shut him down for knee stuff. Um, but I think you can find a reason to be optimistic about this move, given like what were the other guys giving you on the wing? At least this guy, you know, is going to shoot it at a consistent rate. He, it's going to take him some time, obviously, I think to get things figured out. I was talking to him in Boston and he was kind of saying, yeah, this has been like total crash course. My teammates are kind of just out there telling me what to do because I had no time to actually learn any of this stuff. He said, he's going to take the all-star break to watch a bunch of film and, try to get acclimated with what they want to do. But can you not find any reason to be positive about this move, John? Like, is there any part of you at all on the inside that says, okay, maybe this might work. Maybe this would be a marginal help for the Grizzlies. Well, just because you have more shooting. But again, like, uh, you know, <laughs> there's two sides of the court. <laughs> so uh, I, I, more time needed, man. More time needed. I mean, I, I look, I think you saw some things he can do, like with spacing, and it was against the Celtics, so it's it's probably an unfair, you know, it's probably an unfair assessment. Like, let's they, there are lots of other NBA teams that are nowhere near as good as the Celtics that can't take advantage of Luke Kennard like the Celtics can. So I, I will, I will, I will start. I, I'm not coming down and saying they shouldn't have done it. It's fine. They gave up practically nothing to do it. 
I'm just saying in terms of its impact, how, how, how much it will be felt. I think we have to wait and see on that. Now, before we get you out of here, I am getting in here that my partner has a, a question. A much more important question, Drew. It's time to ask you if you're ready to put your favorite college quarterback, the quarterback of your college football team, Bryce Young, with your now favorite NFL team. It's time to not move on with Justin Fields. It's time to take Bryce Young at number one. Do you agree? No, I'm not ready for that. I mean, I think Bryce Young has a chance to be a good NFL quarterback. But what I've seen from Justin Fields is feels like enough. And you've got a chance. It's like, look, the Bears need everything. They, they stink out loud. They need everything. They need help everywhere. So just trade this pick. You have a quarterback that has some promise. You can get better everywhere else with more picks. You can have more opportunities to hit on uh, players outside of him. You're not desperate for the quarterback. If you were desperate, I feel like that's when you would make this pick, but you're not desperate. You, you feel good about Justin Fields. Maybe he's not as good as, uh, as Bryce Young in the long run. I, I, I don't know what Bryce Young will look like when he gets to the pros. But you need help everywhere. So do something to help yourself and trade this pick and get back what you can get and find ways to get better at all positions as opposed to just quarterback because it looks like you might have the guy. And if you might have a guy, you're, you're a lot further ahead than the teams behind you, like the Colts, you know, who, who clearly have no quarterback. So you're, you're lucky to be in this spot. You're fortunate to be in this spot to have a guy that might be your franchise quarterback um, and now you have an expendable pick that can help you add everything else around it. I think you just do that. I think you just make the trade and get better everywhere else. I think the most interesting part of all that, and that's where I was, but the most interesting part of everything that you just said to me is that it, here's an Alabama fan saying that he, he's, he, he thinks Bryce Young can be good, whereas and you've watched him, whereas McShay right, it, it says that the guy's going to be special. So, so, but, and having watched him, you, you've, you're putting limitation on him. Everything. That's the part that, that I find the most interesting because I'm with you. If he's only going to be good, well, then, then just roll with what you've got. But if he's got a chance to be special in one of the elites, like, you know, McShay would say, how many chances are you going to get a chance to get your guy at number one? You know, are they going to be able to well, yeah, they, you. you know what I'm saying? So it's an interesting yeah, no, question. I, I hear you. And I think – you know, I think he was the best quarterback that Nick Saban has had in Alabama. Like, I, he was awesome, for sure. Um, and very clearly very smart, knows where to go with the ball, makes good throws. Like, all that is a big plus for Bryce Young. Only thing I worry about is the size. No like, doubt. He's a small no guy. you, you got to stay healthy. Like, that. that's – it, you know, it's funny. I was uh, with Brevin this morning, and somebody asked him about being a six-foot point guard, and he said it doesn't really matter how good you are. People are always going to doubt you because of your size. Isaiah Thomas was one of the best offensive players in the NBA, and everybody just, you know, he, he, he lost a job because he, he wasn't big enough and people doubted his size. It's going to be the same thing with Bryce Young. Like, it, it, it's, a, it's just a matter of fact. It's just a, a tough situation to be in, but he, he could turn out to be awesome. Drew, appreciate you, man. Safe travels, brother. Looking forward thanks, to coming to the All-Star Week. Yep, thanks, guys. Thanks, I'll brother. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.